Yeah, Is he? Yeah, Do you have intro music? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's give a big clap as a question. Hello, hello everyone. Good uh good morning. How are y'all doing? Good morning. Age. Good morning, everyone. Age. No, I want more. I want more Vin. I want more. I want more. Good morning, everyone. Okay, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, so my name is Quidro, it's Denise. Um, it's shared. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna be giving the word for today. And so, actually, let me make sure this recording is going. Okay. So, welcome, welcome everyone. Um, I hope you all had a good week. Many of y'all had your first week of school. Who had their first week of school this 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 week? Tough, 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 tough. Testimonies about that. Tough, tough. I think they got prayer requests. They might have more prayer requests than testimonies about that. Um, how was how was your first week of school? Give me like thumbs up, middle, like down. Like what are we feeling? Middle, middle, downs. Okay, we got one thumbs up, one thumbs up there. Some thumbs ups. Okay, some middles. Ah, right, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, was that double down? <laughs> double thumbs down. Jeez. Dang, I we can pray for that. Um, all right, before we start, if you have a phone, I would love for you to grab your phone. I don't have my phone on me. That's weird. Grab your phone and hold it up like this. You have a phone. Y'all brought a phone to church. Just hold it up. Just hold it up. Nice, 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 nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Go ahead if you have an uh, iPhone. Just flip that joint, that ringer to uh, silent. You know what I'm saying? That little switch on the side. Make that joint silent. Okay, cool. And then and then pull down the little command center where you change the volume and turn off. Turn on. Do not disturb. Okay, do not, uh, do not disturb. Fabulous. And then, and then if you have a purse, put that joint in your purse, okay? And if you have a pocket, put that joint in your pocket. Okay, slide that in your pocket, slide that in your pocket. All right, unless you use your phone for notes. And if you say, if you claim to take, use your phone for notes, and I see your phone out, I'm gonna ask you to stand up and read your notes. Um, after, after service. Um, that's if, if you're really taking it for notes, that's completely fine, because some people actually do. So I don't want to uh, restrict y'all in that way. What's that? Notes, church notes. Yeah, she, she, boom, she should show me her church notes so she can just use hers for her church notes. You got church notes? I got, you got church notes. Anybody else got church notes? Speak none or not use your phone. You got church notes? Beautiful. Playing games, that's great, okay. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm ask to see them notes after church, all right? All right, cool. All right, so we got three phones and everything else is, is away. Cool, uh, beautiful. Um. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, what uh, we are in uh, close? What? Huh? What's it done? Oh, all good. Okay. Um, we are uh, in uh, August, end of August. We're in a theme. Who knows? Who remembers what the theme is for this month? Or this this theme that we've been in. This like. Okay. Okay. That's been part of it. Some topics are there. Does anybody remember like the overarching like theme that we're in? Yeah. Back to the basics, B to B, back to the basics. Um, nah, we like that. So back to the basics. So we came back from conference. A lot of y'all were on fire, excited. Um, kind of about to start the school year. We wanted to hit y'all with some basics before you started. Um, and so we went back to the basics. Who remembers some of the topics we've done so far? I think now you might've said one or two of them. Any of the topics? Prayer. The gospel, one more. Reading your Bible, boom, y'all had all three of them. That's crazy. You take notes on your phone, right? Beautiful. Um, and so, uh, nice. So those are the themes. Um, and before we hop into the theme for this week, I got a few, I got a few questions. So last week, we learned about reading scripture, right? Um, so uh, in terms of reading scripture, we had a challenge for the week. What was the challenge for last week? Yeah, nice, 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 cool, cool. Yeah, raise your hand if you got to do that like any time this week, any point, like when the joint hit and y'all read your, nice, 15 minutes, just, 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 even if it was just once, if it was just once, it was good, once, nice, okay, good. How was that, how was that for y'all? Was that helpful for y'all to get in the word a little bit? Um, did anybody like read anything in one of those 15 minutes that you were like, oh, that was kind of cool? Anyone, figures, here, there, maybe? All good, all good. As long as you're in the Word, um, that's what's up. And so that's the hope that we're doing some practical things um, to keep us in the Word. Okay, so most of y'all started 
um, school this week. And so, I mean, I'm guessing some of y'all, like, it was the first time you saw some of your, your different friends. Um, uh, I'm kind of curious, what are the, what type of friend groups do y'all have? How would y'all describe the friend groups that y'all went back to school with? Like, how would you, you know, if you had a few words to describe your friend group, you know, what would you say? Funny? They, they geek? Oh, there's a mic over there? They don't geek, but they're funny. I don't really know the difference. So they're, they're not like ha 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 funny, but they're like, they're funny. No, oh, they're not. Ha 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 funny. Okay, so they geek. Yeah, because, oh, let me tell you something. So I was in class, right? Yeah. And I had to present my work, right? Okay. And my, my friends were there. Okay. So I got up there and I started giggling so bad. Mm. I could, I, it's like I couldn't breathe. Okay. And the teacher just looked at me. Dang, she's like, Tom, what's going on here? But I still, I think I still got a good grade because I still presented, so. Oh, nice. But I was just laughing. Good. All right, so you have friends that you would call funny. They geek. That's and good. then the teacher thought it was funny to correct me. Funny to correct you. Oh, tough, tough, tough. All right, how about you now? Um, my friends that I went back to school with, they don't exist. Well, like, so actually, there's two of them, but we don't have any classes. Oh. So they kind of like don't exist. Okay, okay. But when you're with those friends, how would you describe your friend group, the, the three of y'all? They're funny. They're funny? And annoying. And annoying. Funny and annoying. Does anybody, anybody else got some friend groups? How would you describe your friend group? They'll have friends, so you don't have to describe your friend groups. All right, somebody describe your friend group. How would you? What's up? Positive? Yeah, positive energy, good vibes. That's what's up. Anybody else? You got friend groups? What's going on here? Yeah. They're just funny? Lots of funny people. Lots of funny people. Dang, y'all should start like a comedy show or something. Like, y'all, y'all got all these geekers in school. Huh? They're, they're funny and loud. That's the best. My friends are funny. Okay. Yeah. Dang, common story here. Common story here. Lots of funny friends. Some of them are frogs. Some of them are frogs. Yeah. Uh, he got friends too. Tell, tell us about your friends. My friends don't go to school though. Oh, tough. But my friends are role models. They're role models? Yeah. We love good role model friends. Appreciate you. All right, cool. Well, we got different types of friend groups. Actually, not really because they're all the same. They just sound like they geek. So, I mean, that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, how would you say those um, friend groups or your interactions with your friends, um, how do they, uh, what's it called? How many differ from like group to group? So like you got your friend groups, um, you have like your family, you have people you do sports with, like um, how would you like pick two of those groups, maybe like your family or your friend group, and just like say like a difference between them. Like is there anything different about those interactions that you have? Um, my friends don't judge me. Your friends don't judge you? Yeah. That's a good one, that's a good one, yeah? Yeah, or in a different group, it could be, yeah, just a difference. Oh, um, I would say, so my, well, I'm going to talk about middle school because I have friends then. Okay. My friends, like, that were not on the sports team with me, they're, they're different, right? Okay. They're, like, mean and, like, racist. And then my sports team friends, they're nice and, like, they motivational. Okay, like that. yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's, that's a difference. Okay. Yeah, I might take one of these guys and I might run for them. Yeah, what's up? Tell, tell us about your, the difference between, you know, two, two of your different communities, your like friend groups or whatever, family. Well, with my friend group, because like most, most friends I have are either based in school or based around church. Yeah. So with school friends, it's like based on school work, yeah. things we're doing at school, just regular things. Mm -hmm. And then here, church friends are just friends in general. Mm -hmm. uh, more centered around, you know, God, uh, growing into faith. Yeah. So the two different um, general things are focused on. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anybody else? Guys, any final takers there? Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, nice. Yeah. Sounds like there is there is there is some difference between the friend groups. Um, so as you can guess today, um, today's topic. Anybody want to guess? Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, it's friendships, um, but really Christian community as a whole. So like that encompasses your friends, the people that you're close with, but also like the general. Uh, body here, like the, your teachers, your, just everybody who is in the church. Um, and that's like lowercase c church as in like Presby, but also like uh, church as in like the body of believers. So just like Christians in general. Um, and so we're going to hop into scripture uh, to see what scripture um, has to say, like what God has to say about like community, uh, because he's the one who actually gave it to us, right? He gave us Christian community. Christian community wouldn't exist without Christ. And so he, what he has to say about it is 
probably pretty important. So we're gonna look to see what he actually says um, about community. Um, and yeah, let's do that. But before that, let's, let's pray. Um, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to be here. Um, thank you for, uh, yeah, thank you for life. Thank you for fellowship. Thank you for this building that we get to meet in. Um, Lord, I pray that um, you would speak through me today, Lord. Uh, may the words that come um, be from you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that people's ears and they will be attentive. Their hearts would be open to what you have. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's set some historical context before we talk. Um, I think it's important. I really should have a Bible up here with me. Uh, um, I'm going to go grab my Bible. <laughs> Who here has the Bible? Raise it up for me. Okay, we got one, two. Okay, okay, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Let's say there's enough Bibles going around that, you know, you can either look next to you. Um, you can keep it pushing. Okay, so this Bible that we have you know, these manuscripts or whatever. It's a lot of different um, texts from a lot of different places. Um, in general, like, where was, like, where were these original, like, where, who, where were the people who received, like, the first, like, scripts in the Bible? Like, where were they? Like, around the general area. Okay. Europe, Asia. Let me take this. Yeah, you know, there's some Egypt stuff going on over there. People were definitely in Egypt. Yeah, like where, 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 like, where was the Bible written essentially? Like, where were the people at? Yeah, cool. We got some Egypt, we got some Europe, we got some Asia. I mean, it's, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah, around there, Israel, Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh, quick question: Have anybody seen the Book of Eli? The Book of Eli. You want to explain to what it's about? Steve, what is the Bible? From what I remember, it was basically like. Is that Book of Eli? Yeah. What's that about? A movie on Netflix, and like basically the Bible was like something. It was like the guy desired the Bible, he tried to find the Bible so he could, I guess, understand it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't easy to find. Mm -hmm. And Eli, you know, being the main character, he had it on him, and I guess. He, he, he was trying to deliver it to this place mm -hmm. so he can get it, um, like, re, republished? I don't know. Like, yeah. basically a copy and paste it so more people can have Bibles mm -hmm. and more people can, can uh, read the word. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good movie, so I, yeah. I totally understand. But um, it's also a little bit like um, the Bible was extinct. The Bible was extinct, and it wasn't found anywhere else. But Eli memorized every page from Genesis to Revelation. Thank you. And he had to go somewhere to literally like be able to give it to them mm -hmm. verbally so they can print it wow. a new one. Yeah. So it was kind of like a little bit of a, the world was messed up and yeah. like a little bit of a zombie world. Oh, nice. It's, it's not, well, maybe a little PP-16. <laughs> okay. Maybe, but something about Mm -hmm. if you want to look at it in that context too. yeah that's good uh yeah so we said a lot of different places where the bible is from right and so yeah in general the way that people uh, people would say it, it's like from the mediterranean region so like the mediterranean like sea is that sea that's like right above africa right below like europe like where um italy is like that sea that body of water that's around there like a lot of a lot of the things that happen in the bible and the places that where people were writing the bible were from were from that like general like the the land that that water touches so the mediterranean area is like the way people like to say it um but that's important cultural context here because um those particular like when the bible was written it was written like for those people and so when the art the author was writing he had those people in mind and he had different cultural things um that were different from our culture just like who would say like there are things about the Ghanaian culture that's like different from like american culture okay right there's say one somebody say one thing that might be different Music, food, right? Like the culture of like respect for your elders, right? Clothes, like there's just physical things and there's also like the values that are different, right? And so it's important that um, when we kind of look at some things in scripture, we understand like some of the differences in those cultural contexts. So that like, um, like when Paul was writing, like some things hit different when people read it when Paul wrote. And so for it to hit different for us, we have to like understand that context. Does that make sense? A little bit, let me, let me make it make a little bit more sense here in terms of, um, community and like family, right? So 
in in the Western like in the Western world, which is like where we're at, that's what people usually refer to like where we're at compared to like um, the Middle East and things. Um, there are people like social science people who like study this stuff will like say that a lot of people in the West have like radical individualism, and what that means is that like um, the the default like mode for our culture um, is that like our own dreams, our goals, our personal fulfillment take precedence over like any group. Right, so it's like what I need and what I want is more important than like what my family needs, what like my community needs. Like, it's an individualistic culture. Like you see it in America. It's like, um, and it's not like an inherently bad thing, but it's just like the way America runs. It's like my rights are like what are important, and that's what's ultimate. Um, and that's just like the culture. It's important to like know that that's not the case like everywhere. And so the reason I'm saying this is because the Bible was written for people around the Mediterranean like region. Um, and, you know, whilst the West would have, um, like, radical individualism, where it's like, it's about me, um, the Mediterranean region has a lot of collectivist, like, worldview. And what that means is that individuals put, like, the good, um, their own good is, like, secondary, um, and the primary, um, like, focus is, like, the group they belong to, whether that's, like, family, your village, your religious community, like, that's what's ultimate. So if you have, like, a lot of Middle Eastern friends or whatever, like, they tend to like roll deep like with their families. They got their moms, they got their grandmas, like they got their, like they, like, they have big families and that's because family like, is like what that culture is based out of. And so, um, yeah, that group gets the first like priority over your own well-being sometimes. It's like, <laughs> what's good for my family is what's good for me type of energy. Um, and so that's, that's their view and that's the view that it takes. And that's the cultural context the Bible is written in. And so we're gonna go through some things where Paul is gonna talk about family. He's gonna use the word family in relation to other people that are not your immediate blood family, um, and that's going to hit different for people in that culture, and so it needs to hit different for my, for us. Does that make sense? Okay, and so I'm going to try to make that a little bit more clear. And so just keep in mind the most important group for people who are you know receiving the Bible for the first time and reading it was like their their blood family. That's like those are like <laughs> like you, you run deep like that like that's that's deep, and so just keep that in mind here, and so. We're gonna hop into the scripture um, and we'll see uh, Jesus and Paul are gonna be using like familial language to describe the body of believers. Um, and that's gonna be really important. So let's, let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, so when we talk about Christian community, I'm gonna really just list about like three main points um, that uh, scripture really talks about in terms of what our community should look like as, as believers. Um, and uh, we're just going to really dive into, into what those mean for us and look at some practical steps. Um, so can somebody flip their Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 24? So Hebrews 10, 24. And if somebody's there, uh, can you like throw your hands in the air? Wave them like you just don't care. Um, yeah, Hebrews 10, 24. Would somebody like to read that for us? Thanks, not. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Amen. Can you also read 25 for us? So can you do 24 and 25 again? And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet, meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Amen. 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 And now can somebody open up the book of Acts? chapter 2, um, and we're going to read a little bit of Acts chapter 2, a little bit closer to the end. Um, yeah, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. If anybody's there and would like to read, please say so. Nice, thank you. Yeah, can you read from 42 to 47? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship Oh, actually, one second. Can you pause? Sorry about that. So this book that we're about to read in Acts, so context. Context is always important because you can just jump right in and not know where you're coming from. So context, right? The book of Acts is like when uh, Christianity first starts, right? Like Jesus is crucified. He raises from the dead. He goes to heaven. And then he tells his, like, um, his disciples, like, go wait in Jerusalem because this one homie called the Holy Ghost is going to pull up. And when he does, it's going to go crazy. And so they're like, I bet. And they go to, um, they go to Jerusalem. They wait. Holy, like, Holy Spirit comes. And they're like, it just, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, Christianity just opens up. And so this is the context. This is like the first believers. So please uh, read for us um, Acts 2, 42 to 47. 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were saved, who were being saved. Amen. 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 Right. So Acts chapter two, right? We jump into the early church and are describing like the vibes that are there. Name some of the, what are some of the things that are going on in this early church? Uh, when we read Acts um, 2. Like, somebody's name some of the things that were happening. Yeah, no? They're completing, like, wonders and miracles and just leaving, like, other people who weren't believers yet, like, leaving them in shock Mm -hmm. because of the things that they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way they were living was, yeah, they had miracles and things going on. People were like, whoa, something different there. Yeah, anything else that we see? What, what, What were they doing with each other? Like, what were some of the things that they were doing that, People were like, whoa, what's going on there? What were they doing with their stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, they sold their own stuff and gave it to people in need. Um, they also did some other stuff. What did they do, like, with food? Like, what were they doing? Like, how were they, what were the vibes? Like, what were they together? What were they doing? Yeah, they would break bread. Um, and how would they break bread? Like, what was their posture? Like, what was, what was their energy? Like, what, was, what were they like? all down and like what was happening like what was the energy when they were breaking bread yeah they were happy they were sincere they were glad they were praising god in their uh, hearts they were enjoying the favor of all people um yeah they were living um they were living as one right they were living in like community they were living as family (laughs) right they were living as family um and so think about this right so these these um so you have to also, there's a distinction that needs to be made here, right? So most of us grew up in Ghanaian churches, or Ghanaian homes. Our parents are like Christian. They bring us to church. And so we're kind of lucky that like our physical family, like our biological families um, are Christian, right? And so when they say the body of believers is like a family, you're like, oh, like my family's Christian. Like that's, that checks out. In many of these places, um, right? And even now, like even in today's day, there are places where you will go um, where to be Christian means to lose your family. It just means, like, if you say you're Christian, your family will have to disown you. Um, there are, like, Muslims, there are people I know who, like, will convert uh, to Christianity um, and they don't have a family anymore. Their physical family is no longer theirs. Like, their family rejects them, right? And so when you read something like this, where it's like, these, that, that's the likely case of many of these people. Not their entire families converted, right? They're Jewish. There's some people where their entire families converted. But the reality is, many of these people lost their families to follow Jesus. And you read this right here, and without any context, you'd be like, oh, this is just a family, bro. They're at home, they're breaking bread, they're like getting, like, this, this is a family. Like, this is a family, right? And so this was the invitation that they got when they became believers. And it's also uh, what we're invited into um, as Christians when we come in here. And so... Uh, the word for this section right here is care, right? One of the big things about Christian community um, is the ability to care uh, for one another. And so this care can look very different um, in different contexts, but at the the heart of all things is um, Christians are able to care for each other in a way that looks like family. Um, And so I mentioned before that like, you know, in the Mediterranean, you know, society or whatever, right? Like family is a big thing. Uh, family is a huge part of who they are. So your blood siblings, like, you know, like your, your brother, your sister, like your actual brother, it's not your like brother, like ER, not brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, not, it's not one of these, but like your like brother, like your blood siblings, um, y'all run deep. Like emotionally, um, you run deep. Like your loyalty is there, you run deep. Um, and so, uh, when Jesus um, is using sibling language, like saying that, hey, like these people are now your brothers, now your sisters, he's, uh, he's carrying that same energy, those same values over to other brothers and sisters in Christ, right? And it's not like a, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really emphasize like when like Jesus says like, 
this is now your brother, this is now your sister, like, <laughs> it's deep, <laughs> it's deep. Um, and it comes with the, it comes with all the energy, it comes with all the loyalty, it comes with all the care that's supposed to be in families, right? And so when, when yeah, when, when Paul or Jesus, or like when we look at the Bible and it says to deeply care for these people as your brothers and sisters, it means there's like an intimacy in your, um, your relationships that are found in families, right? Um, and the thing here is that like intimacy doesn't usually like form like easily, right? Like the deepness, like how close you are to people isn't like, you don't just like show up and be like, we're super close. <laughs> and it's like, no, like you need to, there's, there's a certain level of, um, there's a certain level um, of kind of like some work that needs to be done to get that level of intimacy, but like know it's yours to like have as like Christians with each other, right? And so intimacy or like closeness is really built from getting to share your heart with one another. Um, and so <laughs> in order for us to be brothers and sisters in Christ at the level that God um, has for us, like that deep level that he has, that good level that he has, there's an extent to which we need to be able to like open up our hearts to our brothers and sisters to like truly be able to care for each other. Um, yeah, this is, and to do this is kind of tough sometimes. It means to like drop your facade. <laughs> like, like some of us are not okay, <laughs> okay? Some of us are not okay. Some of us have issues going on. Some of us are like, things are tough, right? Um, and the higher our facades are, are like, hey, a facade is just like a mask, right? Or like, I'm okay, I'm doing all right, I'm cool, um, right? Um, the higher that is, the, the harder it is to actually get close to people. I hope you all would know this. Like, um, yeah, if, if you ever had somebody in your life you're trying to get close to, but like, they are not letting you in, like it's, yeah, they're literally not letting you in. And the way they let you in is by being open and authentic with each other. Um, and in scripture, it tells us to confess our sins to one another, to like rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, right? And so it's like, to be able to do that, you need to be honest and you need to be open. Um, yeah, and so like, even as we're here, like I wanna make this really practical because like we're, we're here, um, Jesus is calling us brothers and sisters in Christ. He's talking about this deep level of closeness that like allows us to share our, our things with each other and to care for each other. But the reality is it's like, like when was the last time you hit up somebody and you're like, how you doing? And they're like, I'm doing all right. I'm okay. Right? Like, like, what does that, like, what does that give us to be able to like go deeper? Right? What does that give us to be able to, um, to even ask for prayers? Like, oh, dude, my family's struggling with this. Like I'm struggling, um, in these ways, like finances aren't right. Like, unless we're able to be honest and to be open with each other and to be able to like have that one-on-one -on -one interaction where we're like, hey, like, this is what's actually happening with me and not have to feel that judgment, not have to feel that, like, man, like, if I open up, like, I'm about to get destroyed <laughs> by this person, right? Uh, we, we will not be able to have the level of brotherly and sisterly, like, love and care that the Lord, like, has for us as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and this is, this is a, this isn't easy. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie to you all. Um, like, so the Lord cares about all of us, like, holistically, like, emotionally, spiritually physically like the lord cares about our entire being like who here knows like they're more than just like physical like you know what i'm saying like name another part of your aspect than just like your physical like you know i'm saying i can stand up belinda spiritual life boom yeah your mental like your mental health right like i think sometimes <laughs> and this isn't um yeah sometimes people put emphasis in different places right they might only emphasize your spiritual life. You might pull up to church and they'd be like, hey, you haven't been at church in, in, in a break. Like, where you been at? Right? They didn't, they didn't ask me about your, your physical well-being, your mental well-being. They just asked where you're at. Right? So they might emphasize the spiritual and leave out the other aspects of you. Um, but, like, the Lord cares about all of us. And because of that, he wants us as a family to, like, care about all of us. And so I would really encourage y'all, like, when, when you're checking in with people, like, when you're actually, like, wanting to care for each other it's really important uh that we check in with our entire being um like your 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 mental well-being your spiritual well-being right like we need to be able to um care for each other in that way i want to be really honest with you that takes learning um like personally for me like if somebody was like hey quidjo like how are you doing i'm like oh, yeah no, I'm, I'm all right man work is going work is working you know society right but like, no how do you like how did you feel about that like i wouldn't have words to communicate like how i'm feeling Right, but with time, like I learned different words to be like, dang, I'm sad. I'm like, why are you sad? 
like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad because I'm feeling a little lonely. Like, why are you feeling a little bit lonely, right? That's like being able to like really fully understand like your emotions and your feelings and being able to like care for other people's like takes time and it's gonna take work. Um, but essentially like the Lord um, is calling us to be able to do that as brothers and sisters, to be able to effectively care for somebody is to care for all of them, right? So like they're physical, they're mental, they're spiritual. Um, and that burden isn't just on one person to carry, but the reality is that we do need to be able to care um, for, for all of us. And so like for this care section, I really want y'all to ask yourself this question, like honestly ask like when's the last time um, like you or your Christian friends, right? Like, you know, talked about like how you were feeling completely and like also like, you know, brought scripture to the, to the picture. Like, when did you be like, hey dude, I'm feeling sad. And they're like, oh dang, like that's tough. Um, this is what this, 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 this is the verse about like, our joy is like in the Lord, um, but the Lord also like, you know, cries with us, right? It's like, I, I want you all to really like, as we're, we're talking about this like community section, to really be thinking about like, how is my, like, how are my friendships like with my non-Christian friends different than my friendships with my Christian friends? Cause it's like, should they be different? Like, should, should the things I talk about with my Christian friends like be like different? Like, is there something I get there? Like what, like, question mark? Like yes, no, maybe so, sorta, kinda, yes, hopefully, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so we should be able to get something from our Christian friends that we can't get from our non-Christian friends. Um, it doesn't mean that like we don't talk about like our emotions or our health or like our mental well-being with our non-Christian friends. Um, we should be talking about that with everyone uh, who is close to us. Um, but as we talk about like caring for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, it's important that we take that like step to go deeper and to also bring like the things of God into like that deepness, right? And so that's the, um, that's the first point. We need to care for one another. Um, the second point here is that um, we need to be able to like correct one another. Um, I feel like, yeah, this is often overlooked and it's, it's, it's really important. Um, and it's, it's kind of related a little bit to care. Um, if you thought like a little kid running into the street and there's a car coming, like, what would you do? Hmm? Okay, yeah, you would scream, you would try. You see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna have you repeat what you said. What would you do? Help, yeah, you would try to help. Like, this, this kid is running into the street. He doesn't, you know, he or she doesn't know what she's doing. And she's about to get hit by a car right the thing to do if you cared about that kid was to like stop them um you can yell <laughs> you can do something right um you might freeze up just because you're scared hmm? okay yeah but you would want to do something right um if you see somebody doing something that's about to hurt them um either intentionally or by accident you would want to correct them um and that's the same way if you saw like your brother um, yeah, if you have like a little brother and he's like about to go like touch the stove and there's like, it's like he's really young so he doesn't know like the flame is there and he's like ooh flame and he's going towards the flame like what do you do? You stop him, you correct him, you're like hey like don't touch the flame um, if you touch the flame you're gonna get burned like you would correct them alright and so the same energy um, is what the Lord asks from us um, as brothers and sisters in Christ um, in, in Proverbs 27 6 it says, like, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies cases. Why does it say wounds from a friend can be trusted? In what way does correct, like, yeah, what, where do these wounds come from? I feel like it's like when your friend tells you something and they mean it, like, in a good way, mm -hmm. but how, like, whatever the situation is, it yeah. hurts because, you know, you know it's the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, the truth hurts sometimes. Like, the reality is that, like, correction and rebuke, like, isn't supposed to inherently feel, like, good. Like, in the moment, right? Like, if you're doing this thing, then, like, yeah, I'm going after, you know what I'm saying? I'm going after these things. I'm trying to get to these places. And somebody's like, hey, like, hold up. Like, the way you're doing this, like, it ain't it. Like, you need to cut that out. Right? That hurts. Because <laughs> you're focused. You're moving towards something. Um, right? Uh, but for someone to truly care for you and to, like, seek good for you, um, means they need to care enough to like confront you to be restored, right? And so um, this means that as you guys uh, come into like, you know, friendship and a relationship with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, 
Um, you have to be really intentional to like give people permission to quote unquote wound you. What that means is that you give them permission to like just correct you and you know it's gonna hurt. Like you know that correction is gonna hurt, but you need to like establish that foundation that like, hey, like I care about you, you care about me. If I'm doing something that I want to do, but it's not good, I need you to speak into my life about it. Um, and I'm not gonna like it in the moment, but like I know you care enough to like stop me from walking off this cliff by accident, like metaphorically. Um, and these corrections need to be done like in love. Um, yeah, Galatians 6.18 like talks about how like we must be gentle in like our rebuke. Like the way we correct people is sometimes like just as important as like the correction itself. Um, like let's be honest here. So like many of us like received correction growing up. Like in what, what, what things have your parents been like, do better? <laughs> School, do better, right? Like what, what other things have your parents been like, just, you know what I'm saying, like do differently? Is that the way you talk? Talk differently. Um, your work ethic. Your work ethic. Work de- like work differently, right? Like, what was the manner in which they did it? Like, what was the energy? Hmm? You said eating, eating, hitting. Okay. 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 There's some, some, yeah, some level of like physical force. Or like yelling. Yelling. Insults. Okay. Right. And so the reality is like when we think about correction. Right, when we think about correction, the way we were raised, like, we just go to the way we we're raised, right? It's like, oh, to be corrected means to be yelled at, right? To be corrected means to be, like, insulted. To be corrected means, like, to be hit. Like, that's, that's the unfortunate truth. Um, but it's important that, like, when we come to, like, the scripture and we come to, like, the, the um, really honestly, like, the commands and, like, the, um, the things the Lord is telling us to do, that we, like, we take our reality, like, the way we've been raised, like, the things that were hard, like, the correction, the insults, like, it's like, whoa, that didn't feel good <laughs> at all. Um, and we also, like, take, like, what the Lord is saying and look at it and be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, our, our parents probably did not discipline us, like, like as, as gracefully as they could have or as lovingly as they could have. And we need to be able to be acknowledge that and be like, dang, that doesn't mean I don't need correction. I just might need correction differently, right? It doesn't mean that I don't correct other people. It just means I might correct them differently. Does that make sense? Right, and so it's important for us to be able to make that distinction between those two, and still like live out the way the Lord has called us to live out, like to correct one another. And so, you know, this year, like <laughs> I've made a few mistakes, right? I've made a few mistakes, and I've like not done things well, and like people have been affected by it. Um, and I've had good friends who like love me, like I know these friends, like these people, are, like they're amazing friends, like I know they love me, but they've sat down with me and be like, "Kujo, like this jump that you did, like, bruh, like." Bruh, like if I didn't love you, I would like literally knock you out. Like, please, like, what are you doing, right? Like, they've been like honest with me. They've sat me down and they're like, this is what you did. This is why I was wrong. Like, this is the way it affected these people and you need to like never do that again. Um, and like that stuff hit, like it hurt, bro. Like I wanted to cry when it was done. Um, but I know they spoke those words like in truth. They spoke it in like love. They were like gracious. They weren't like, you're the worst person. Like you're a scum. Like you're the, yeah, you didn't, they didn't say any of those things. They were like, hey, like this is what you did. And like, you can do better. And like, that's the reality. And so they said that correction, um, like in love. Um, And so like, I walked away being like, dang. Like in the moment I was like, dang, that was kind of hard. But I walked away and I was like, dang, like, I'm really glad I had those friends. Like, I'm really glad like I had friends who cared enough about me to like sit me down and be like, this is the like, this is the way to do things correctly. Like this is like, yeah. And so that was an act of love from them. And I like genuinely know that, um, even though it hurt in the moment. So that's like what the Lord is calling us to um, as brothers and sisters, like in Christ and like in community um, to like be able to like correct one another in love and like receive like correction, um, because ultimately like correction is how we grow. Um, It it is a flipping mindset, like too too often in school, you're you're penalized for doing the wrong thing. Like you get answers wrong for a test, like you get your grade like demoted, like making mistakes like costs, right? The reality is it does cost. and in many of our like circles, like we have to pay for those costs. Um, but the reality is, like, when when God talks about like mistakes and correction, like He says it out of love because He wants us to be better. And so, in Christian community, it's important. Um, yeah, it's important to be able to correct in love so we can grow. Um, so the question for this section, this like correction section, the first one was caring. This is correction. Um, is to ask yourself this question: like, when was the last time like a close friend corrected you? Who here thinks they're perfect? Raise your hands. Who here thinks they're perfect? Dang, that's tough. All right, at least you're honest with yourself. Who here is not perfect? 
Oh, wow. Okay, dang. Look at you being honest. Honest people here. Um, right? And ask yourself, like, when was the last time a close friend corrected you? Because if you're not perfect, you're doing things that are slightly off. Um, and so when was the last time a close friend sat you down and was like, hey, like, that thing that you're doing, probably shouldn't be doing it. Could be doing it better. Um, right? Oh, you don't have to answer uh, the actual question, but is it a question or... What's the question? Nothing. Oh, okay, you're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, yeah, rhetor yeah, actually, like, sit down and answer it for yourself. Um, rhetorical for me, but actual question for you. Um, or the last time, like, um, you, like, you, you reminded a friend to, like, check you. Like, you told them, like, hey, like, if I do something out of line, like, please correct me. Like, think about, like, the last time you told, you invited somebody to, like, correct you. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to actually grow, if you want to, like, check your blind spots, like, you need people to check you. Um, and those should be people that you care about and, like, know you and, like, will be stern and straightforward with you. Like, ask your friends to check you. <laughs> um, and when was the last time you, like, lovingly checked someone? And I said lovingly, because, like, you know, so some people are ready to check people left and right, but, like, you did this, get this, do you next. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there are people who will, like, check on, like, on command. <laughs> like, they're ready to check people. Um, but it has to be done in love. And so, when was the last time y'all, like, lovingly, like, checked a friend? Um, I'd encourage y'all to, like, think about that. Because the reality is, like, in this community of believers, like, we really should be, um, we should be able to correct each other and, like, receive it and give it, uh, because it is for our growth. Um, but yeah, so that's correcting. The last thing is unity, and this is, like, really brief. Um, y'all flip your Bibles to John 17, um, verses 20. John 17, 20. And I'm going to read this one once y'all get there, just for the sake of time, and we'll wrap up right after. Yeah, John 17, uh, verse 20. Are we there? Bad. Um, yeah, so context, because context is important. Uh, this is one of the last prayers Jesus prays to his disciples before they get he gets crucified. Um, betrayed, crucified, and then raised from the dead. So um, this is one of the last things he wants them to know, because he knows like after this, like, like he's about to, he's, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Um, and so this is kind of like really important, just because it's, it's one of his last prayers with him. Um, and he says, my prayer is not, he's praying to God, right? This is Jesus praying. My prayer is not uh, for them alone. I pray also that those who believe in me um, through their message, um, that they all may be one. Father, just as you and me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. In them and you and me, so that they may be complete, they may, they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and you have loved them even as you have loved me. The wording is a little <laughs> uh, not super flowy, um, but uh, these are the words of Jesus um, as he's praying to God. Um, if I was to say, like, what's the sense, like, what's the main like thing that Jesus is praying over his disciples in these three verses. What would y'all say? Um, unity? Yeah, that's the big one. For unity. He's praying for unity and the disciples, but he's actually praying for future believers. If you read the, like, the title of the section that this is in, like what's, what's the title of the section this is in? High Priestly Prayer. Any other ones? Jesus prays for all believers, right? And we're like, we're all believers, right? So were we there when Jesus was praying this prayer? We were not. But he was praying it for us so that when we became Christian, like this prayer would also apply to us. He was praying this for all of us, right? And so this is like a one of the few, like this is one of the last prayers he prays with his disciples before um, he's crucified and then resurrected. He prays for unity. And dude, the level of unity that he's praying for here is like, that, that joint is hot. Like it's, like, it's like deep. Right? What's the, what's the comparison he's making to the unity that he's praying for believers? Like, what is he saying about that unity? What's he comparing it to? What's the metaphor similes happening here? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The unity with God. Yeah. 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 As, as him and God are aligned with each other, we should be aligned with each other. That's like a, that's deep, right? Like, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but like, 
like God and the Father are like they're like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're homie homies. Um, and God and when Jesus is praying, He's praying that like we would be one as He is one with the Father. That's like a level of like closeness and a level of like oneness and unity. Um, that's just like, bruh, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> That's like up there. Um, that's that's like peak unity, um, and he knows that that's what we need. He knows what that's what we long for. That's what we want. We want to be close to people, and he's praying that we'll be able to be that close, like that deep. Um, and so he wants that for us because he made us. And he's like, when I made them, they need relationship. They need to be close. They need to be like they need they need this. So I'm gonna pray for it for them. But he also prays it for like one other reason. Like, what's the other reason he says that he wants us to be as close as? Jesus is with the Father. What's the other reason that's stated? Any takers? What's that? What's that second reason that he mentions? Any takers? Yeah, it's it's, it's buried in there. It's, it's, it's less it's less direct, um, but it's definitely there pretty clearly. Um, yeah. So at uh, verse twenty one, um, at the the second sentence reads. Um, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Um, and also at the end of verse yeah, end of verse 23, it reads, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them um, as you have loved me. He's saying like, this is the result of us living in unity. The result of us like being like close and being able to care for each other as a family. The result of that is that like other people will see that and they will believe in Jesus. Like, how does that happen? Like, why would people see the way, like, Christians, like, treat each other and then end up believing in Jesus? Mm-hmm. They will probably be wanted to be treated the same way. Mm-hmm. And they would also, like, realize, like, like, oh, because they believe in Jesus, they act this way. And no matter what happens, they're always this way. Right. And I want to also be like that. So, yeah. Yeah, like exactly. Like, like Jesus is like, yo, like if y'all are able to like live in unity, like if my love is in you and you treat each other this way, people will see that and be like, yo, that's different. What's going on over there? They'll pull up and they'll be like, oh, it's Jesus. Bet. I believe in Jesus because like clearly he's doing something in these people's lives that like is authentic. It's real. It's there. Um, And so they will believe in Jesus by the way you love each other. And so, um, that's just the reality of things. And unfortunately, the flip side is correct. Like, what's the flip side of this? What's the flip side of, like, people seeing us being really tight and really, like, close um, and then believing in Jesus? Like, what's the flip side of that? I said to somebody else. Can we, yeah, anybody else? Yeah, can we? See us how we're really close and it, I guess, obsess them and they become jealous or they work to break it apart. Okay, that's, that's, that's one way. That's another way that could be a flip side. What's, like, another, what's a different, like, way to see this <laughs> okay no all good right no that's 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 a valid point um but the the one that's a little bit like more in our face is that like if we fail to love each other if we live in this like if we live um in a way that's like combative if we live in a way that's not united it'll make it harder for people to believe in jesus ultimately they'll be like yo you claim this jesus dude is like amazing yeah, y'all are out here acting like a whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, why should we believe you, essentially, right? Like, if you're supposed to live Jesus and you're acting, like, not close, like, you're, you're just not family, then, like, what are you even inviting me into? Like, not that, because they won't want it. And in that same way, um, they may reject Jesus as a result, right? And so that's the flip side of this. It's like our unity will bring people to Jesus, and our disunity will make it harder for them to, like, believe our message about Jesus. And so... Um, that's the final point here. Like, our unity is, like, amazing. Like, the Lord has incredible things for us to be, like, one as he is one with the Father. Um, and in doing that, like, the world will come to know Jesus, right? Um, and so those are the three things, right? Care, right? Correction, um, and then unity. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, I do want to say a last thing here. So I, like, learned about community, like, better in, like, college, right? Just because, like, when I went to college, like, there were Christians who, like, actually loved Jesus, who, like, lived together, did things together, um, and they just, like, yeah, we hung out together, we played together, we prayed together, like, we just, like, we did a lot of things together. It's, like, I grew really deeply with a bunch of friends, 
Um, so I learned how cool Christian community could be, but also learned how difficult it was. Like, it took work. Um, yeah, like any friendship, it just takes work to develop. And so, um, yeah, Christian community is one of those things that just, it takes work, but like the result is really beautiful. And so my hope and my prayer is that like, y'all would be able to um, practically press into that community with one another because it's a beautiful thing to be able to have Christian community. Um, yeah, so the challenge for this week, so last week was to like read for 15 minutes. That continues, like don't remove that reminder from your phone, like don't do that. Um, the challenge for this week is to like really reach out to like one of your, your Christian friends this week. Um, it could be somebody sitting in here. Um, it could be somebody you haven't like reached out to in a little bit. Um, I just hit them up and ask them, ask them how they're actually doing. Like don't settle for like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> or I'm, I'm doing all right, you know what I'm saying? Just, just pushing people, you know what I'm saying? They're not. Uh, so uh, just actually press them <laughs> a little bit. Um, and yeah, so it could be somebody you text regularly already, but like just really take it that level deeper. Um, and the thing here is like, ask them how they're actually doing and then like pray for them, like pray with them. Um, try to do it like over a call if possible. And it's really just one person, like it doesn't have to be like two hours long, like it could be like a 20 minute call. Um, yeah, and if you're having a hard time like saying more about yourself or like getting them to say more about like how they're doing, um, you can try breaking it up into like, how are they doing like physically, relationally, emotionally, spiritually. You can just like, you can like, you can probe them on those like four levels. Uh, press for short, P-R-E-S, uh, physically, uh, relationally, um, emotionally, and spiritually, uh, P-R-E-S. Um, and just ask them, um, and they'll give you more. But that's all for today. Um, I hope y'all took something uh, from that. Uh, time is ticking, and so I'm going to actually pray this out. And then I might take some questions afterwards. Um, but yeah, let's do that. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Um, thank you for your love. Um, thank you for the gift of community, Lord. Um, Lord, uh, we thank you that you're like triune and that like you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, like you're connected and you are close, Lord, and that you invite us to be able to be that close and that connected, Lord, because uh, you know it meets our deepest needs. Um, Lord, I pray that we would be intentional with our friendship in this community, Lord, um, that we would ask each other how we're like actually doing and that we would take each other to scripture to encourage each other, to care for each other, to correct, um, so that we would have unity um, in you. So we thank you for these things in your son's name. Amen. Cool. Any questions? Let's stop the recording. Any questions? Preguntas? That's questions in Spanish. Those.